This is CPX number 52, the Hail Mary, part 1. We are in prayer, part 10, in the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, CPX, page 55, question and answer number 1 through 6. God give you his peace. In nomine Patris, Affiliate, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Heavenly King, Consoler, Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who are present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good, and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse us, and save us. You who are all good. Amen. In nomine Patris, Affiliate, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. The Hail Mary, question number one. What prayer do we usually say after the Our Father? After the Our Father, we say the angelic salutation that is the Hail Mary, through which we have recourse to the Blessed Virgin. Question number two, why is the Hail Mary called the angelic salutation? Answer, the Hail Mary is called the angelic salutation because it begins with the salutation addressed by the Archangel Gabriel to the Virgin Mary. Number three, whose are the words of the Hail Mary? Answer, the words of the Hail Mary are partly the angel Gabriel's, partly St. Elizabeth's, and partly the church's. Number four, which are the words of the angel Gabriel? Answer, the words of the angel Gabriel are these, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Number five, when was it that the angel said these words to Mary? Answer, the angel said these words to Mary when he went to announce to her on the part of God the mystery of the incarnation that was to be wrought in her. Number six, what is our object in saluting the Blessed Virgin with the very words of the archangel? Answer, in saluting the Blessed Virgin with the words of the archangel, we congratulate her by recalling to mind the singular privileges and gifts which God has granted her in preference to all other creatures. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. So two quick announcements for you. First, you can see I have a new habit. This is thanks to a lady named Liz and her sister at the parish near me. They may not want their last names being mentioned, but I'm very thankful because they did this pro bono. I tried to pay them, but they made very beautiful habit and they're working on two others. Looks like this. So if you see me walking around a little darker than the earlier habit that I had. Secondly, snail mail. Thank you so much for those who've said it. I'm way behind. This is mostly my fault, but the part that's not is my P.O. box downtown got closed. It's now reopened. Don't cancel any checks unless it got returned to you, and then you can cancel it or send it again in my P.O. box since it is reopened. For letters and donations and emails that I already received, I'm really sorry I'm behind. I know you've heard this before. I will get back to them when I open them, whether these are letters or donations or emails that I got five months behind on. Okay, today's topic is Mary as the New Ark of the Covenant. Now, I know a lot of you have heard this stuff before, but I just figured there's really no need to reinvent the wheel on what the Church Fathers said on Mary as the New Ark of the Covenant. Remember, the Old Ark of the Covenant is what went around with Israel, that big box that had Aaron's staff and the manna and the Ten Commandments in it. Some parts of the movie with Indiana Jones were accurate in it. But even if you don't only know pop culture, you can go back and read First and Second Samuel to see why what was carried was seen as the presence of God on earth in a very particular and excellent way. And the church fathers saw that Mary was this, not just out of devotion, but amazing scriptural parallels that are really undeniable. Uh, so what I'm going to show you, the church father said, and was outlined very nicely by Scott Hahn about 20 years ago, and then put in a graph by Catholic Answers that I'm going to put up on the screen. Again, there's no need to reinvent the wheel, even though a lot of you have seen this. So you'll want to see again how much the Holy Spirit created Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant, and how the Holy Spirit communicated to us 
just as much by inspiring the sacred writers to line up 2 Samuel 6 of the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, specifically with Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant in Luke chapter 2. Again, most of you have heard this, but it's worth reviewing how glorious this is. So keep listening, even if you know this, because if you're like me, you forgot more of it than you remembered. The old Ark of the Covenant, God the Holy Spirit overshadowed and then indwelled the Ark. The Ark became the dwelling place of the presence of God. Exodus chapter 40, verses 34 to 35. The new Ark of the Covenant, God the Holy Spirit overshadowed and then indwelled Mary. At that time, Mary's womb became the indwelling place of the presence of God. Luke chapter 1, number 2, the old Ark of the Covenant. The Ark contained the Ten Commandments, the words of God in stone, a pot of manna, and Aaron's rod that came back to life, Deuteronomy 10 and Hebrews 9. New Ark of the Covenant, the womb of the virgin contained Jesus, the living word of God in flesh, the living bread from heaven, the branch, messianic title, who would die but come back to life, Luke chapter 1, verse 35. Number three, the ark traveled to the hill country of Judah to rest in the house of Obededom, 2 Samuel 6, 1-11. Mary traveled to the hill country of Judah, Judea, to the home of Elizabeth, Luke 1, 39. Number four, dressed in a priestly ephod, King David approached the ark and danced and leapt for joy, 2 Samuel 6, 14. John the Baptist, son of a priest who had himself become a priest, leapt for joy in Elizabeth's womb at the approach of Mary, Luke 1, 43. Number five, David shouted for joy in the presence of God and the holy ark, 2 Samuel 6, 15. Elizabeth exclaimed with a loud voice of joy in the presence of God within Mary, Luke 1.42. Number six, David asked, how is it that the ark of the Lord comes to me? 2 Samuel 6.9. Elizabeth asks, why is this granted unto me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Luke 1.43. Number seven, the ark remained in the house of Obededom for three months, 2 Samuel 6.11. Mary remained in the house of her cousin Elizabeth for three months, Luke 1.56. Number eight, the house of Obededom was blessed by the presence of the ark, 2 Samuel 6.11. The word blessed is used three times in Luke 1.39-45 concerning Mary at Elizabeth's house. Number nine, the ark returned to its sanctuary and eventually ends up in Jerusalem where the presence and glory of God is revealed in the newly built temple, 2 Samuel 6 and 1 Kings 8. Mary returned home from visiting Elizabeth and eventually comes to Jerusalem where she presents God the Son in the temple, Luke 1 and Luke 2. 10, God made Aaron's rod, which would be kept in the ark, return to life and budded to prove he was the legitimate high priest, number 17, 8. God would resurrect his son, who had become enfleshed in Mary's womb and born to bring salvation to all mankind to prove he is the eternal high priest. Hebrews 4, 14. Number 11, when the ark was outside the Holy of Holies, when it was being transported, it was to be covered with a blue veil. Numbers 4, 4 to 6. In Mary's appearances outside of heaven, visionaries testify that she wears a blue veil. Number 12, in Apocalypse eleven nineteen. John sees the Ark of the Covenant in heaven. In Apocalypse 12.1, John sees Mary in heaven. It is the same vision Juan Diego saw of Mary in the year 1531, the woman clothed with the sun and standing on the moon. Please say an Our Father for me, et benedictio Dei omnipotentis, Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti, descendit super vos, et mani, et semper. Amen.